Ladies and gentlemen, at the time I am recording this, it is now 12.27 a.m., a little bit earlier than when I've recorded the last couple of days. I've just gotten home from T-Mobile Arena, and it has been about two hours since the game has ended. And I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm still in awe. That was the greatest individual effort I've ever seen by any athlete in any sport in the history of athletics. I have never seen a single moment where it brought over 18,000 people to their feet in awe and in excitement. Of course, I am talking about Derek Englund's dump of the puck in the second period at the four-minute mark. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. There will never be anything like it. Derek Englund made a terrific play. It got the crowd so ecstatic. It was, it was a sight to behold. I am terrible at jokes. Haven't you figured that out by now? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, welcome, everybody, <laughs> on that note. Uh, I probably just lost about 55 or 60 viewers or listeners to this podcast just by that stupid joke alone. But uh, welcome, everybody, to what is probably going to be the first time on Locked on Golden Knights where we will just talk about one play for 25 to 30 minutes. I still cannot believe what I saw, and, I, and I'm legit being serious this time. I cannot believe what I saw. That was incredible. It was the most amazing individual effort that I think I've ever seen in a hockey game. There is, there is no reason alive that a man should be able to read a puck going off the crossbar, bouncing to another opposing player. And that opposing player has nothing but a wide open net and imagination. There is no reason on this planet that a goaltender could be able to turn into Superman for two seconds and make the most ridiculous diving glove save I think that has ever come across the history of the National Hockey League. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. We will talk more about this in a little bit. But first, welcome back, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. I am your host, Danny Webster. This is Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy hump day to you. I hope you enjoyed that game last night. I hope you enjoyed that game, and I hope you come into this game, come into this hump day today excited and happy because the Vegas Golden Knights have won consecutive games for the first time since October 17th to the 19th. They have won consecutive games for the first time in over a month. Since they won those consecutive games against Pittsburgh and Ottawa, I believe it was Pittsburgh and Ottawa, it feels so long ago, since they won those two, Vegas went 4-6-3 and three over their next 13 games. 
not all of that, including losses in overtime to Montreal and Winnipeg and Toronto, losses where they blew leads, losses in humiliating fashion to Detroit, to L.A., to Chicago, all for the Golden Knights to come back in these last two games to shut out the Calgary Flames and to defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 4-2. to two. The Golden Knights are 11-9-3 after a really a complete and near-perfect effort by the Golden Knights for the second game in a row. Uh, they led one nothing going in to the third period. Cody Glass scores a power play goal to put Vegas up one nothing going into the third. Uh, Toronto ties it up on a Jason Spezza goal. It was a beautiful shot. Literally a minute later, Tomas Nosek on the breakaway scores to make it 2-1. to one. Mark Stone adds a power play goal to make it 3-1. to one. They cut the lead to 3-2. to two. And it was at that moment, it took me a little bit to realize that Toronto scored to make it 3-2. to two. And I believe it was the goal from Zach Hyman off the rebound off the post where he uh, potted in the rebound. And at that moment, I was realizing this team was up by two goals. This team being up by two goals has not been a good thing for the better part of three weeks. The sky is falling. Here we go again. And then at 16-17 of the third period, Ilya Mikheyev comes down the left wing, fires a shot that hits the Vegas crossbar. Somehow, the puck lands right at the feet and right at the stick of Maple Leafs forward Nick Patan. Patan gathers it, and all he sees is a wide-open net, and he is about to tie this game and send Golden Knights fans back to mass hysteria. Because the two-goal lead has not been fun for the better part of three weeks. They've blown three of them, leading by two, and they've had the lead in six of the last eight games when they were on that five-game winless streak. So if Nick Patan pots this rebound off the crossbar, who in the world doesn't think that the Golden Knights are going to lose that game? Who doesn't think that the Golden Knights are going to lose that game? I would have been one of those to say, yep, it's over. Toronto's about to win in overtime. Let me give you an idea of my peripheral view of the following sequence. I see Mikheyev go down the left side. Now, I'm, I'm obviously way up at the top, right? I'm watching Mikheyev bring the puck down the left side. And he shoots it. And at first, when he shot it, I thought it went in. Because there was a reaction. There was a subtle reaction to where I thought, oh, Toronto fans are happy because Mikheyev might have just scored. And it hit the crossbar. And I don't see Patan gather the puck until he shoots it. 
And it was at that moment where it was kind of a slow motion type of feel. And I think when you've watched enough hockey games, especially even though this is this was what, game 23, you don't normally get the feel for slow-mo instances until maybe you get into the playoffs where the game slows down a little bit and it just things happen. And when you watch moments, they just stop time. I, I like to use that reference whenever I'm watching a basketball game. When a team is taking the shot to win the game and it's like the ball hangs in the air forever until it finally comes down and swishes through the net. This was one of those instances. Nick Patan with a wide open net, nothing but imagination and a wide open net tie game is imminent. And all he's got to do is pot it from the right side. And here comes this man wearing number 29. Somehow goes from side to side in the crease to make the most incredible save I have ever seen live at a Golden Knights game, at a hockey game in general. Mark andre Fleury with the glove snag of the year, the save of the year. It might be the save of the century. It might be the save... Maybe we won't go that far. It is definitely the save of the year. I cannot envision another goalie making another save like that. Flurry dives in midair, snags it with the glove, and the Golden Knights retain the 3-2 lead. I have never in my life seen a man fly like that. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Long story short, that save was more than enough to get the Golden Knights to put in an empty net goal by Cody Egan, his 100th in the NHL, for a 4-2 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Golden Knights won consecutive games for the first time since mid-October. All because of the man wearing number 29. And I, I know I'm, there's a lot of gaps. There, I'm going back to the old traditional style where I'm trying to find the words to describe certain things. But ladies and gentlemen, I was walking out of T-Mobile Arena with my friend and colleague, Willie Ramirez of the Associated Press. We stayed up in the press box after the game to file our stories because we envisioned the media room at T-Mobile Arena being completely jam-packed with as much Toronto media as one could have. So we decided to go back to the press box and write our stories. We got out at around 11.30, and all we could talk about was that save. Willie actually just called me the minute I got home at around 5 or 10 after midnight and told me he was still wired on that save. It was one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. And it's not like this is the first time 
I've watched Flurry make incredible saves. The first thing that came to memory was the save in the Western Conference Final. I cannot remember if it was Game 3 or Game 4 when he made the back-to-back saves on Blake Wheeler. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And yet, somehow, this one was better. Can you imagine if this was in a playoff game and Marc-Andre Fleury did that in a 3-2 game? He's already a legend. But my God. That save propelled Marc-Andre Fleury to win number 450 in his NHL career. There are now only seven goaltenders in NHL history who have reached 450 victories. Marc-Andre Fleury is now one of them. And we talked about it yesterday on the podcast where he's not going to be one to toot his own horn about winning 450 games. And when I asked him that after the game, it was very much correct. He does not like to talk about himself. He never has. He's that humble. It just goes to show you that especially in the past three seasons, he has been the man on this team. And he has won games with this team, this three-year-old franchise. And yet somehow in this span of three seasons, we are seeing the best hockey of Marc-Andre Fleury's career. The crazy part about this entire situation, this crazy part about this entire game, was that Marc-Andre Fleury made about six or seven saves throughout the course of this game that I already thought were insane. And he made about three or four in the third period to which I thought, these are the saves that are incredible and he's going to win Vegas the game because of these saves. And then he goes out and does that. Like... I don't, I don't have the words. I do not have the words to describe any more about what in the world happened tonight. The, over, the overlying thing that we need to focus on is that the Golden Knights won another game. That, that should be the most important thing that we acknowledge. The Golden Knights have won another have won another game. That is the the overall end all be all message. But here we are talking about this goaltender who's going to go into the Hall of Fame one day. Making probably the greatest save. I I've, I'm still dumbfounded. I'm still dumbfounded. And if you guys were there live and you saw that game, please let me know. Because I would love to hear your reactions. I would love to read your reactions to that save if you were there live. Because it was one thing to watch it from my vantage point. I can't imagine being in that kind of environment when the Maple Leafs fans who came to T-Mobile Arena felt like they had the game tied right in their hands and then Flurry snatches it with the glove. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. And I will tell you what right now, talking about this 
is making me pretty damn hungry, so you should treat yourself to the meal that you deserve with DoorDash and because you need your favorite restaurants to come to you. I, you know what? It's 1240. I think there might be restaurants that might come to my place right now at 1243, though, though again, my, my wife might get mad at me. She's sleeping right now. So probably not the best idea. But if you are interested in getting food delivered to your home right now, you can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. And if you're listening to this on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. So I, I wanted to find a way to incorporate the importance of tonight's game. Because the way that the game was playing, the Golden Knights played a perfect game for two periods. Gerard Gallant attested to this. He felt like Vegas played a perfect game through two periods. Toronto obviously was going to make a push at some point, and they did. And the crazy thing was, it wasn't even the big boy guys that did it. Taveras and Matthews had two shots each on the night. They were shut down. It had to be the other guys on the top line, and it had to be the other guys in the middle six that had to carry the load for Toronto while Frederick Anderson was playing one hell of a game once again against Vegas. So they had a really good stretch of five periods in the last two games. And that really should be the main story right now. Now, if you'll recall, when we talked about the importance of this stretch where the Golden Knights would play five of their next six at home, I kept saying, if the Golden Knights were to go four and two, in this stretch, I would call it a success. And when they lost to Chicago and L.A., that's when the panic button started to hit. But the fact that Vegas can still finish this stretch 4-2 and two is incredible. And the, and the best part is, for them, going 4-2, and two, the most important wins, San Jose and Edmonton, are still within reach. And all of a sudden, right now, the sky is not falling and the Golden Knights are right back in this thing. Which, I mean, let, let me also be frank about this. Yeah, was I very disappointed about the way the Golden Knights played during their five-game losing streak? Was I very disappointed about the way that they lost six of their last eight? Absolutely. And I think anybody in that position would. But I also knew that this is why they play 82 games. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. This is why they play 82 games. And this is why the season is as long as it is. Because there is still time to rebound and get better. And if this is the stride that the Golden Knights needed to get back on track and start a winning streak and start playing the hockey that they are capable of doing, then this, this is going to be the moment where we look back on it and say this is where it started. To, to go into your, back to your home to shut out Calgary the way that you did, taking out three weeks of frustration, to come back two days later and play a Toronto team that, yes, they are banged up, and yes, they are struggling. They have now lost six in a row, but they were hungry for a win. And Vegas, through two periods, did not allow a lot of high-danger chances. They were allowing Toronto to play a lot from the outside. Again, Matthews and Taveras did not have... Very good games. They were, again, two shots each 
for the big boys in Toronto. And the fact that they kept those guys quiet. They pretty much kept those guys quiet now in two games, except for when Matthews scored the game-time goal in the power play and then Tavares won in overtime. You take those guys out, and they're already without Marner. They're already out with Kerfoot. Toronto was really in a situation where if they're not getting production with those guys, they needed other guys to step up, and they did in the third period. But in the first two periods, Vegas shut them down. And there were a lot of chances Vegas could have put the put the foot on the gas and increased the lead. But again, Frederick Anderson, for the second time in, his, in about two weeks, stepped up when Toronto needed him. And he played outstanding um, for the most part in that game. So definitely not a knock on Toronto. But I mean, here we are. The day after, the greatest save I think I've ever seen. I mean, I would, in power ranking it live, I would say the greatest saves I've seen at T-Mobile Arena are, I think it would be a tie between Holtby's save in game two of the final and this one just because the stakes were higher and that's probably how it would get the edge. And then Blake Wheeler's save, save, the two saves on Blake Wheeler. Um, it's just, I've seen so much great goaltending in this arena. It's absurd. And it's moments like these where I I talked about it a little bit yesterday. There's moments like these that make you wonder if Vegas can string some more wins together. Why can't Marc-Andre Fleury be a Vesna finalist? Why? Why can't he be in the conversation? And I'm not just talking because of one play. Let's, let's also get that clear. He had 31 saves last night. 31 saves to which about seven or eight of them would have resulted in goals for any other goaltender. And no, I'm not saying Malcolm Subban would have given up seven or eight, but he sure as hell would not have only given up two. The way Toronto was buzzing in that third period, that anybody could have put up maybe four. Flurry stood on his head all game long, and he was unbelievable. And to have that save in that moment was breathtaking. I I don't want to again two game sample size, not a lot. Vegas's tougher test will come this week. Even though San Jose lost last night to Edmonton, they were on, I believe, what was a five-game winning streak, a six-game winning streak. So they're starting to play better. Edmonton, obviously, top of the division. That's the measuring stick right now. So two-game sample size against a struggling Calgary team and a Toronto team that's banged up. Maybe that's not the greatest... um, Maybe that's not the greatest litmus test. These next two games are going to be very important. These next two games are important for Vegas as we near the end of November. Because that is another eight points that Vegas can add to pad to its uh, Pacific Division dominance. Right now, it's 6-2 and two on the year. With San Jose coming back to town on Thursday, 
and Edmonton on Saturday. These next two games are important. And if the Golden Knights can win these next two and go into the Thanksgiving break, quote-unquote Thanksgiving break, but if they can go into Thanksgiving having defeated the Sharks and the Oilers, knowing that their next game is against the Red Hot Dallas Stars, then I think we can possibly say the Golden Knights are back. But again, it's a small sample size. But you have to love what you see at this point. You are getting top-notch goaltending from Marc-Andre Fleury. You are getting sound defensive play. Derek Englund has been in the lineup for the past two games, and in the past two games, the Golden Knights have only allowed two goals. They have outscored opponents 10-2 to in their last two games. No, I'm not saying that Derek Englund is the cure for all that, but he has been in the lineup, and the Englund and Merrill pairing has been good. It has been very good. Derek Englund, I think, has played the best hockey stretch of his season to this point, and it comes at a time when the Golden Knights absolutely needed it. But now comes the test. Now comes San Jose playing much better than when you first kicked their asses in the first two games of the season. And then you have Edmonton, the top dogs in the division. Now it's gut check time. Now they got to go out and show, are these, is, was, the, was this two-game stretch a mirage or was it the real thing? We are going to find out in these next two games. And I think we'll actually get an answer to that on Thursday. Because I don't think this team wants to lose to San Jose. Not now. They don't want to lose to San Jose now. So I would venture a guess. We're going to find out what this team is made of. We're going to find out if this team can really contend and not get too high or too low after impressive victories because they're not going to have Flurry bail them out every single night. Flurry is not going to be turning into Superman every night to make crazy cross-ice saves. It's not going to happen that way. But you know what? To rebound the way that they have, and in all sense of the word, have played five out of six terrific periods of hockey, you can at least feel a little bit better about the Golden Knights to this point. But again, now comes the hard part. Now you got to go back home with these last two games, take care of San Jose, take care of Edmonton, And then you can worry about the two-game central trip next week with Dallas and Nashville before coming back to play another division game in hopes of getting revenge against the Coyotes. So this is going to be a very crucial stretch coming up for the Golden Knights. But I'll tell you what, this team continues to play like this, you got to like what you see. You really got to like what you see right now. It's just... It's just absurd watching. I'm still flabbergasted over that save. Like, I can't believe that Marc-Andre Fleury, I, I know he's not human. I, I swear he's an alien. There, there's no man alive who would make a save like that. Camera pans to him, and he's just smiling and laughing. 
There is no regular human alive that would do that. But he did it. He freaking did it. And he is the reason why the Golden Knights have won back-to-back games. He is the reason why they won back-to-back games. So, obviously, we I think this would be a good time to hear from Marc-Andre Fleury. So I know we're running well beyond what I anticipated, um, but we are going to hear from Marc-Andre Fleury right now about his play tonight and the save heard around the world and all of that jazz. Um, so let's, let's listen to Flower in what he has to say after this crazy, crazy night. Take us through it, what you're seeing. Uh... That's of emotions, I think, because I think he beat me with the first shot, so I wasn't happy. And I heard the post where I said, oh, yeah, maybe that's not in. And then I found the clock, right? So uh, I had to die for it. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of those desperation saves are kind of just getting as much of your body in front of the puck. It looked like you actually saw the puck and tracked it. And... Yeah, I don't think the guy had uh, sh- shot it as hard as he wanted to. Right? So I had, you know, more time to, uh, to react on the game. Thanks, sir. Mark Andre. Throughout the third period, there were so many other ones. I mean, that was obviously the biggest of the night, but one on the doorstep, one where you slid over and cut it off right when it was coming into the corner. Just seemed to be on with every move that you were making. Instincts were on. Is it just one of those nights? <laughs> uh, I feel pretty good, you know, going into the game. And, um, they're a good team, right? I think they're guys that can score goals and they have poise. They find guys around the net, right? They don't always shoot it. And, um, so I just try to be patient, you know, try to do my part back there. And uh, the guys did a great job, you know, getting those three goals. And I got lucky a few times, a couple of posts, you know, so um, that's nice to. After what the team had gone through in terms of the loser tree, does a game like the game against Calgary fire you up too, propel you into that sort of motivate off of a shutout like that? It's a good feeling, I think, for everyone on the team, right? Where nothing was going right for us the past, the previously before that game. And, uh, that was a huge win. And tonight, I thought it was, was a gutsy win. And they're, they're a good team. They've been losing a few. And they play hard, they play fast, they got some skills, right? And, uh, that we matched it and uh, had some good chances. Power play was awesome. Penalty kill, got a big kill at the end there. So, uh, yeah, good game all they, they score. Uh, they score to make it three to two. And obviously, you guys have two goal leads. It's been a problem the last couple of weeks. I mean, how'd you guys kind of keep that resolved and make sure you shut the door? Other other than you flying yeah. halfway across the ice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to do my part, right? And, um, I thought we played well though. We, we kept pushing back. We got two goals in the third. Maybe something we haven't done much in the Calgary game, right? Yeah. Lately, so that was uh, that was nice. And um, like I said, penalty kill deal was, was huge. Everybody battled and trying to keep that puck out of the net. And um, I think it's good. It's good for everybody's confidence that we were able to hold up to that game. I know you're not one to talk about yourself, but 450, 450 wins now for you. I mean, I know you're not one to to toot your own horn, but I mean, it's only been seven guys that have done that. I mean, obviously, what does that mean? Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, 
you guys keep reminding me right, where I'm at. <laughs> hey, you keep winning. We have to remind you. That's how it works. Uh, but you know, like I said many times before, I think I've, I've been very fortunate to play on good teams. And um, again, you know, it's still a lot of fun for me to be out there and trying to win those games. And a lot of fun to win, right? A lot more than losing those ones. So hopefully we can. Um, Climbing, you know, not less of it. Hey, can you just talk about the way? Sorry, can you just talk about the way that you guys, have, the guys have played in front of you the last two games? Obviously? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, was big. You know, we had a tough stretch here for five games, and um, I don't play sixty minutes per game. Right? Uh, we play consistently throughout the games, and uh, I think that's something maybe we weren't doing those games that we lost. And, um, Again, ridiculously humble. Like, <laughs> there's no. There's no reason why this guy should be as humble as he is. He's been through a lot of stuff. He's been through a lot of stuff in the last couple of years. He, I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought thought to him at one point, well, like, hey, Las Vegas, that sounds like a great place to play hockey after he just won back-to-back Stanley Cups and was the backup for both of them. This is a new man. A new man who is on a mission to bring a Stanley Cup to Las Vegas. And when you see moments like he had tonight, it makes you, it it reminds you that this man is more than capable of putting this team on his back when he's needed. When he's needed to put this team on his back, he has done it. And it is all—it is just mind-boggling. I'm probably going to watch that damn save on a loop about four or five times because I'm also going to write something for Nights on Ice uh, that'll go up tomorrow. That'll go up today, tomorrow morning. Um, because there's just so many thoughts that I don't even think I've coherently put together today for this episode to say, "Hey, by the way, the Golden Knights won." Let's also talk about Mark Andre Fleury's save for twenty five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I that is honestly I didn't have I didn't plan on doing that today, but you know what? Here we are, and uh, the the thing that we cannot forget is that the Golden Knights won a game. They won two in a row now, with the San Jose Sharks coming to town on Thursday. A very tough task lies ahead for this team, and it is gut check time. It is gut check time to see whether they can live up to the moment or was these last two games a complete mirage. We're going to find that out. So I just realized as we have hit this point, um, I did not do my regular spiel of uh, if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, I hope you've enjoyed my storytelling with Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or anywhere else you do get your podcasts. Um, we are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights Monday through Friday. Uh, you can tweet at us at locked on VGK. You can tweet at me at Danny Webster 21. You can send an email to locked on golden Knights at gmail.com. And if you are an Apple podcast, please leave a review or a rating is great. They're greatly appreciated. The feedback is always welcome and it helps people find the podcast. And I greatly appreciate all the support that you guys have, have expressed, Uh, to this point. So I think I have done all I can do with today's episode. Uh, Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring. We're probably going to break down the Sharks game. 
uh, or attempt to break down the Sharks. And we're going to hear likely from some of the players who will definitely be up and ready to go for this Sharks game. Because now, again, gut check time for Vegas. Put up or shut up. You've gotten two wins that you've needed to kind of to kind of quiet quiet everybody around. Now you got to go get these next two. And it starts Thursday in San Jose. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about San Jose. And maybe we'll hear more from Marc-Andre Fleury. I, I don't know. We haven't decided that yet. <laughs> we'll, we will get to that. We will cross that bridge when we get there. So thank you all for listening uh, as the clock now hits 1 a.m. Um, have a good day. Have a good rest of your hump day. And we will see you tomorrow. I am Danny Webster. This is Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Mark andre Fleury is not human, and that is how we will end it. The music will take us out home. Golden Knights 4-2 winners over Toronto. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.